Hello, I'm Ashley. And I'm Gary. And welcome to episode 19 of Choose Film Podcast. We're hitting you with a little bonus episode since we have Valentine's Day coming up. We wanted to just inspire our listeners with some performances that we have loved and also a Valentine's themed film or a lovey romance themed film recommendation. Um, so yeah, that's where we're going with this bonus episode. I hope you enjoy. Um, Gary, what have you been up to since New Year, our last bonus episode? Yeah, so I don't know if any of our listeners will remember, but I said I was going to try and write three feature scripts before the end of New Year. And before the end of New Year? No, before the end of last year. And I managed to get one and a half done. But I can safely say, since then, I have managed to get a second feature script written. So I've been putting all my focus and energy into that, as well as still trying to keep up to date in the latest film and TV, which has not been easy. <laughs> what about Amazing. you? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. That's such an achievement as well. Like, you know, we've been in a pandemic and you've written two feature films. Yeah. Unreal. And- I'm still having to obviously work through this as well. Which uh-huh. I said that really negatively there, and I didn't mean it to be. It's like I'm quite relieved I've still got a job, so I need to look at the positives. But yeah, just working, writing, and watching movies. There's, I mean, that kind of sounds like probably everybody in the pandemic, like just watching film and TV. <laughs> yeah, but there have there have been some good things on as well. Yeah, I finished um, the Serpent actually. Oh, did you? I've actually still not finished that. I watched the first few episodes, really enjoyed it, and then I just never went back to it. I kind of I was watching it with my parents, and then they got ahead, and I just never like felt desperate to get back. How was the ending? How was it good? Uh, yeah, I, enjoyed I mean, obviously, it. I, it's a it's a real story, so yeah, I recommend finishing it. I don't want to say too much because mm-hmm. at the end, I was just like, oh my god. Uh, but speaking of crazy serial killers i actually watched night stalker which is on netflix which is a four-part documentary um but that's dark yeah like yeah (laughs) i would recommend checking it out it's only four episodes sometimes these things can drag on and on but just four episodes and you'll be like what have i just watched and oh yeah i don't want to give too much away (laughs) but if you like serial killer documentaries like i know a lot of people weirdly do um they're fascinating they're they're so fascinating like getting into the minds of these people and how they make their decisions it's just yeah it's crazy it does freak me out though i always seem to just get weird nightmares after watching true crime (laughs) (laughs) i think yeah i think it's not that we enjoy stuff about serial killers i think our minds are just fascinated with the Mm. obscure and the unknown and like the weirdness that comes with that yeah completely so i have what have i been doing since new year i have been getting back into some acting stuff some auditions which i've been really grateful for because i know the industry is crazy at the moment and things some things are happening some things aren't and it's a bit of a mishmash so i'm very grateful to have been able to get stuck into some of those um and you know getting people to read in over zoom is just one of these things that 
we've come to deal with and wi-fi cutting out and all this and that um so yeah that's been good i've been getting deep into my life coaching as well obviously new year is like a great time to start like getting new goals and going for it so yeah i've been getting really into doing a lot more work with that which i've been loving um and what else i have been on another podcast and so has gary um, and we have. were both on the incredible two-headed podcast with aaron Lowe, um based in la and i don't know about you gary but i thought it was just such a fun experience to go on someone else's podcast with a different structure and share our love for films yeah no it was fantastic i got to go on and speak about the classic terminator 2 and a kind of newer film called Upgrade, which you can watch on Netflix. But it was just so much fun just to hear other people's points of view. It was great to chat and it'd be a bit more relaxed from our side. Um, yeah. And Aaron was a lovely, lovely person as well. And good luck to him when he came to edit that episode because we spoke for about three and a half hours and he had to try and get it down to, I think, at least two hours or something like that it must have been some job (laughs) yeah that was the same with our episode as well i spoke about room and the shawshank redemption two incredible films like a joy to watch i mean not a joy to watch room because like it's horrible and stuff but both amazing films you know what i mean um so yeah it was great to chat and as you said it just flowed and um the conversation went on for ages so yeah don't envy him editing that but definitely check out Aaron's podcast he's very active on Twitter as well I think it's at the two-headed pod I will I'll put in the show notes the exact uh, Twitter handle but yeah great podcast great guy and a really good insight into some like obscure films that I had never um heard of I remember when I was about to go on the podcast I was like oh I'll listen to this um bad santa's episode because i've seen so many christmas films you know i was like oh I've, i'll know these films but i didn't know them they were so obscure had not heard of them at all and it was amazing to actually listen to a podcast about a film that i didn't know it made me want to watch it so yeah definitely check out his podcast um so yeah let's get into our top three scottish performances so we thought we'd do this because our theme is obviously scotland um, there are so many incredible Scottish actors that we love and I'm excited to hear who you've picked, Gary. Yeah, so do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Uh, my first favourite Scottish performance is James McAvoy as Dennis Pratisha, Hedwig the Beast, Kevin, Barry, Orwell, Jade and Split. <laughs> Gary, that's my first one as well. <laughs> so there you go then. There you go. It's so, so good. Could you help us, Hedrick? No, I'm I'm not even supposed to be here. I stole the life from Mr. Dennis, but he'll be back real soon. And I can't steal the life for too long or he'll know and get angry, etc. Um, for the listeners who don't know what Split is about, we'll try and not spoil it. But basically, James McAvoy plays Kevin who is suffering from split personality disorder and one of his personalities decides to kidnap a group of female teenagers. But as I said, I don't want to spoil any more than that. 
but Ashley, why do you like this performance? I just think he is absolutely incredible. Each one of the characters he plays is flawless and you believe them and there's a part it's towards the end of the film when um the girl says his full name Kendall uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb that's like a tongue twister um and he goes between all these characters all these characters are trying to fight for the light fight for um their voice to be heard and he goes so quickly between all these different characters and it is incredible he is just phenomenal and a joy to watch and inspiring to me. Yeah, like, the film's great, but mm. he is the reason to watch oh, yeah. this. It is like a masterclass in acting. And he, the way he shifts between each personality so effortlessly mm-hmm. is it's what makes the film magical. And he's also... It's a weird film because the way he plays it, like, one minute he's funny, then he's serious, then there's tension and then it's scary and it's all in one performance Mm -hmm. it's great yeah and it it does put you on edge at times because sometimes you don't know what personality which personality you're going to get but then sometimes his physicality will change so slightly and you're like that's patricia oh no like because then you get to know well she'll react to this completely different to how um hedwig would act to this like he's got a nine-year-old he has a female and then we see the um the part where the lead girl i can't remember the character's name is looking on his laptop and there's saved files of all different personalities who we don't see um in real life i don't mean that but him acting in the film but we just see the videos of it on the screen it's like Um, snippets yeah and there's like a character who has diabetes there's a character who's like a like a professor or something or something like researcher or whatever and you just think how many of well there's 23 identities but i truly believe that james mcavoy knew every single one of them you know it wasn't like oh we're only showing five so we'll just focus on them i think he he knew every single one of them yeah the best way i can explain patricia is like if mrs doubtfire was in a horror movie Yes, (laughs) that's that's what it's like. (laughs) Absolutely, and um, oh, it's just amazing because there's a scene with the is it a psychiatrist or the the person he's always visiting um to help you know understand and research his disorder, and he visits as one of his personalities, pretending to be one of the other personalities, and it's amazing, like the layers and all of the characters that he plays and this um this psychiatrist is is saying i think i'm speaking to this person like i've never met this person you never allowed me to see this person and then you realize oh my god that's one of the personalities pretending to be another personality and there's just so much to it it's, it's incredible yeah that's why he's so good in it because he mm-hmm. can actually play a personality pretending to be another personality yeah so uh-huh. it's like you've got James McAvoy pretending to be someone, pretending to be another one. Mm-hmm. It's just weird, but flawless. If you haven't seen this film, I suggest you go watch it. And mm-hmm. there's a lovely little twist at the end. I feel like everyone will know what that twist is now. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Check out Split. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Just the physicality as well of the beast at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. 
definitely. That was my first one as well, Gary. So I'm excited to hear your next ones because for our listeners, we didn't uh, tell each other who we had picked. So Well, why don't you go second then in case it's the same again? I highly doubt it, but just in case. I don't think you've seen this, so I don't think so. Anyway, you might have. Um, So mine is actually from a TV series um, and it's Brian Cox in Succession. Everything I've done in my life, I've done for my children. I know I've made mistakes, but I've always tried to do the best by them because I love them. Have you thought about the possibility that your children are actually scared of you? Oh, fuck off. I want a broadcast network. I want to see what other news operations we can sweep up. Local TV? Dad, nobody watches TV. Why shouldn't we do all the news? Have you seen it? No, I've not. No, I know I need to watch it, yes. but I have not yet. But. So Succession is on Sky, it's on Now TV, um, and we have finished Series 2. There's going to be a Series 3. Apart from the whole series being incredible, Brian Cox is unbelievable. He holds the power in this scene. If you don't know it, it's about um, a family who basically take over mainstream media or the biggest media like conglomerate in the States. And he's has so much power and it's all about the line of succession, who's going to take over from him. And there's a real um, shift in power throughout of it. And he always is in charge. There's a part where he has a stroke um, and the sons have to sort of get together who's going to take over and stuff. And you think like he's lost some of the power because he's not physically able to do certain things. But the way he snaps back into it, you know, he's very... A lot of the time his performance is very subtle and quite internal and then he lashes out and he's terrifying um and i picked this purely because the very last scene of season two episode 10 the last um episode in season two he does this look that i think is the best piece of acting i've ever seen and i've watched it over and over again and it's literally a five second clip um basically kind of spoiler thing I'm not no I'm not going to spoil it because I want people to watch it but basically his son is doing a press conference and Brian Cox's character Logan knows what his son's going to say they've all planned what he's going to be saying and there's a change and Brian Cox's expression goes like the most beautiful transition from anger to wonder to pride and it's such a short short snippet it's all in his in his face. I can't I can't even describe it. Like, please look up that clip. I'll even put a clip in the show notes, like YouTube uh, link, because it's just amazing. He holds his power. He flies off the wall at people. He always owns the space as well, without being too obvious. You know, you totally believe this guy, um, and he's really good at putting on a front as well. That's another thing, like James McAvoy pretending to be another person. We know when Brian Cox's character is putting on a front in succession when he meets certain people. Um, and I just think, oh, insane. What a guy. 
Yeah, I really do need to watch the show because all I do is hear really, really good things about mm-hmm. it. I am, and it's picked up a few awards and stuff, hasn't it, as well? I think it won at the Emmys, maybe? Yes, it did. There's yeah. so many great people in it. Kieran Culkin um, plays one of Logan Roy's sons and he, he makes the series as well for me. He's a great yeah. actor. Um, so my second choice for Scottish performance is Tilda Swinton and she plays Sal in The Beach. Have you seen The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio? No, no. <laughs> so she's only a supporting character in this film but for me she actually steals the show. Um, a lot of people don't like The Beach but I think it's unappreciated so mm-hmm. it's about Richard who is sick of like the everyday mundane life and he's looking to escape and he comes across this map handed to him by funnily enough Robert Carlyle uh, and it's a map to a secret exotic island uh, with funnily enough with a beach um, but when he arrives he finds it inhabited by a tribe and Tilda Swinton is striking as this unofficial boss of the island um, the island, the tribe is kind of like this back to the wild type group, you know, like they don't really care about city life or anything mm-hmm. like that, but she is so cold and calculating and manipulative get my words out, manipulative uh, in the way she plays this performance, she's almost like a bit of an, an uh, what is wrong with me today um, <laughs> she's almost a bit of a, like an enigma Mm-hmm. in the film and it just makes her so disturbing um, and she kind of puts the island first before like the people in it so that she can keep this island a secret um, there's one scene I don't want to spoil too much but there's like one scene in the film where one of the islanders has been attacked by a shark but she refuses to bring a doctor to the island and she refuses him um, the chance to go to the mainland and he's in so much pain and he's screaming through the night and the other islanders can't sleep that she decides just to um, put him out of his misery. It's, mm-hmm. she's Honestly, it's a fantastic film. It's also by Danny Boyle, who directed Trainspotting as well. So if you like Danny Boyle's work, I suggest you check out this film. It's not as gritty mm-hmm. as like his other stuff, but it's well worth the watch. Yeah. And Tilda Swinton, like, she's got such a striking look anyway, you know, there's so many parts that would be perfect for her just based on the way she looks, which is just incredible and so intriguing. But she is so wonderfully talented as well. You know, she doesn't get parts just because of her look. She can no. absolutely nail every single role. So yeah. I'm definitely going to watch that one, 100%. Yeah, I mean, she's had better films and like probably given better performances but I feel like that's one it's just undervalued yeah um so my third like Scottish performance that I loved is also from TV I'm sorry guys I know it's a film podcast but it's another TV <laughs> um because I had been thinking you know there are a lot of Scottish performances in films that I love but can I guess it yeah is it David Tennant is Des? Yeah, is that your one? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh. I just know how much you enjoyed that. So. Yeah, <laughs> I just I can't I can't get in my way of like the things I love. Um, he was chilling. How likely is it that you'll identify all fifteen of his victims? I'm afraid I don't remember the names. 
whilst drinking in Soho, I got into a, a conversation with a Scottish guy. Number 11 was a skinhead type. He had cut here, tattooed on his neck. I have to ask, why did you do this? I was really hoping you could tell me that. Someone's just caught saying he's Nielsen's biographer. That's just a rag trying to get a quote. Why would you want to write about a monster like me? I want to know about your upbringing. When you watch interviews of the real Dennis Nelson, he absolutely nails it. Absolutely. He's so matter-of-fact with his speech and there's such an air of confidence and he's really calm and collected and that's what makes him so scarily normal. And that is what Dennis Nelson was like from the interviews that we've seen. His accent is perfect match to Nelson's and you know he leaves you with so many questions because he's so difficult to read in the way I don't how do you portray that I don't know he must have done so so much research um because he plays the character of Dennis Nelson like so difficult to read it leaves you with so many questions and just keeps you on your toes so much but it sometimes you're like you know what he's thinking, then he comes up with something else. It's just so intriguing to watch and, you know, his character knows his... <clears throat> excuse me. His character knows his power. Um, and it's weird because sometimes there's just such a void behind his eyes and you're like, how do you tap into that? This is incredible. But then at times there's so many questions and answers going o- over in his head. He's a very clever person. Um, and I think David Tennant just portrayed that perfectly yeah well, as soon as he's on screen i was blown away in the first mm-hmm. 20 seconds i don't know if it's because as the tv show starts the cops go to his house and ask him where the body is mm-hmm. and then you think he's going to go on the defensive you know and play dumb like oh what body what are you talking about mm-hmm. but right away he just goes it's in the cupboard yeah and you're just like what what so... is going on and mm-hmm. from that moment on you're just captivated. Yeah, he knows the police are fascinated by him and he, he uses it. Um, and I just thought, I mean, I've always liked David Tennant, but I would never have said he's one of my favourite actors. But after I watched Des, I was like, I can't fault him. Yeah, I was going to pick David Tennant for his performance in Jessica Jones, the Netflix TV show. Mm-hmm. But I changed my mind last minute, mm-hmm. so I apologise. What did you choose? <laughs> Uh, so for my last one, I went with Robert Kalio in The Legend of Barney Thompson. I'm Barney Thompson, and I've got two styles. Short back and sides. Oh, oops. And back and sides. My life's always been boring. All I've got is that job. Barney, a wee word. Hi. If no partner, Barney, you hang over the customers like a haunted tree. I'll be so quiet here, you know you're another... You're embarrassing yourself now, Barney. Be a model father! Oh, I've not seen that, but it's on my list. Yeah, it's really really good. Um, It kind of came out and then disappeared very quickly. Mm. But I... There's just so much to love in this film, including Emma Thompson as well, who plays Barney Thompson's mum. Mm-hmm. Like her performance alone is awesome as well, but it's Robert Kalio who plays a quiet, pathetic, lonely barber 
who just wants to be loved, but when he accidentally kills his co-worker, or is it his boss? I can't remember. His whole life is turned upside down for the worse. But it's also Robert Carlyle's first directorial debut as well. Oh, I didn't know he directed it. Yeah, and what I love is I don't think you need to be Scottish to find this outlandish black comedy funny. You know, Robert Carlyle keeps the character of Barney quite miserable and depressing, which could make us feel depressing watching it, but it's actually the opposite. Like, there's lots of laughs surrounding poor Barney's excuse for an existence as we follow him on this weird wacky journey like and there's so much to see in it as well like it's set in like Glasgow kind of near the Bridgeton area and but it takes you to like up the highlands and stuff like that as well and it's just basically about him trying to get out of this accidental tricky situation but the more he tries to get out of it he makes it worse so you're just watching everything mm-hmm. just fail and you just laugh along I'm not saying you don't laugh along because he ain't laughing in the film but mm-hmm. you laugh at him and just the situations yeah yeah so check out Robert Carlyle the legend of Barney Thompson definitely I was gonna pick Robert Carlyle for train spotting but I think because we I'm just thinking is train spotting out yet when we release this yes, yes. it yes. is so oh yeah of course it's out now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, because one of my points in their train spotting episode was Beg Bay's character, and I just gushed over Robert Carlyle because I thought he was incredible, I didn't pick him. But yeah, he is a hundred percent one of my best performances. Yeah, I deliberately tried to because st- I was going to go for um, Spud and Train Spotting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I decided we. We've done enough train spotting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, amazing performances that just get you inspired and proud to be Scottish, I yeah, guess. Or proud to have them from our country. <laughs> yeah, and if any of our listeners have any other Scottish performances that you love or anything you any other performances from the people we've picked, then let us know. Yeah, definitely. So let's go on to our Valentine's Day recommendation, all things love, romance. Gary, what film have you got? Okay, so some people will be together this Valentine's Day and some people may be alone. So I wanted to pick a film that will work either way. Mm -hmm. So you might laugh at my Valentine's Day special, but I have went with Rocky. And yes, you love Rocky so much. I have been looking for any excuse <laughs> to talk about this film, but I'm not going to say too much on it because I still want us to review this film at some point. But mm-hmm. Rocky isn't just a sports film; it's also <laughs> it is it's also a love story. So it's about Rocky Balboa, and he's a lonely second-hand loan shark who's not too clever, and he also does a small amount of boxing. But he fancies the local shy pet shop worker, who is obviously Adrian, and Rocky wants to help bring her out of her shell. And at the same time all this is happening, the world heavyweight champion, Apollo, uh, needs to find a challenger to fight or else his match is going to be cancelled. And he decides to fight the local underdog, obviously Rocky. 
but with the support and belief from Adrian, Rocky feels that he can actually do well in this fight. But at the same time, Adrian learns to like stand up for herself in life, so the two of them need each other. And if you watch the whole franchise, it is just a love story. That's all it is. And there's a small amount of boxing at the end. And that is why I love this film and think everyone should go away this Valentine's Day and watch Rocky. And watch Rocky. Honestly, the start of that was like um, those adverts that are like, a dog's not just for Christmas, it's for life. Rocky's not just a boxing film. It's not just a boxing film, it is a true, well it's not a true love story, but it is a true heartwarming love story. Yeah. Oh, I like that, I like that. Um, So I've not went for something as heartwarming. Um, I had to Google romance films because I don't know about you when someone says like oh what romance films have you watched my head just goes like blank I don't know I don't know any films I've watched I need to see them on a list so I looked it up and um, the one that kept coming back to me and I feel a little bit embarrassed to say this but it's A Star Is Born uh, the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper version I'm off the deep Watch as I dive in I'll never meet the ground Crash through the surface Where they can't hurt us We're far from the shallow now Holy shit I have seen the Barbara Streisand one, um, but the Lady Gaga one just hit me. It is, they both completely hold their own and, you know, it's the chemistry they have together is amazing. It makes you just like, oh, honestly, their love is beautiful. And then it's heart-wrenching because of um, Bradley Cooper's character Jack's addiction problems and the way his life spirals and then... Ali's career takes off it's like so many highs and then obviously the ending I won't spoil for anyone who's not seen it but the ending's one that's quite sad um that just really like I was sitting in the cinema bawling my eyes out um but that is just a love story that I love it if I want if I want something that's like true romance makes me feel something it's that I mean there was there were other choices in there but this is the one that I kept coming back to yeah I remember going to see this film in the cinema and before that well when you could I used to go to the cinema all the time but this was a trailer that just kept playing like Mm -hmm. every time I was going to see something else and it was playing so much I was getting bored of it so when it finally came to see it I was going in feeling a bit, ugh, I don't know if I want to watch this. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe 15 minutes into the film, I was blown away. And yeah. yeah, by the end, I did have a tear in my eye, but we shall not spoil <laughs> it, because it's still relatively new. Yeah. I, um, well, I think yeah. um, I was really, really pleasantly surprised by Lady Gaga's performance, because she's an actor, no, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, you could tell that from her, her musical performances as well, but she completely just holds her own she's incredible in it and the songs oh god everybody's heard them everybody's probably bored of the songs but when you watch it in the context of the movie it's great and the final song oh, 
she yeah. just performs it beautifully so yeah, yeah. love that one so what we're really saying is you can go see a real heartwarming love story or mm-hmm. you can watch a star is born <laughs> yeah you can cry <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the people who just want to cry it out and oh yeah but rock rocky free was the first film i ever <laughs> cried at just saying so more um... rocky i do you know i was gonna bring like um 51st dates have you ever seen that yeah, yeah the Adam Sandler that, yeah. one I mean I used to watch that all the time when I was younger and it is a nice love story it's happy it's fun I just love Adam Sandler but I was like nah this one hits me maybe it was just how I was feeling I was just needing to cry or something yeah. I was going to go with the proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock oh uh-huh. I do love that that's a good True. one for like you know do you want just a laugh yeah um, and then I was, in all senses uh, I was also going to go with um, Deadpool because that film actually used like Valentine's posters and stuff to help like market it. it mm-hmm. did this. Oh, so it, it like, did. I, yeah, yeah. So I was going to do that for a laugh, but then I thought the real answer's staring me right in the face. It has to be Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many themes Gary can fit Rocky into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, love it. So, shall we go on to our listeners' reels? Also, listeners, if you have any favourite romance or valentine's films or even unconventional valentine's films send them our way we can share them on instagram or whatever so let's go on to our listeners reels because we have had some really really great interactions with you guys on twitter and instagram Um, so the first one is from Andalf the Grey, who says, Loving the podcast, helping me through the gym. I'm going to guess that was from a while ago, considering the gyms are closed where we are, but <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Andrew. Um, so the next one is from presenter Alex, and uh, he said, if you, he or she said, sorry, if you're looking for a podcast to listen to, this is definitely one to look out for. Thanks so much. The Working Dead... Uh, who is Aaron from the Incredible Two-Headed Pod, says, Getting into Twitter this year has actually worked out pretty good for me. It's connected me to so many awesome people like the folks over at the Choose Film Podcast. And we have loved having conversations and reviewing films over Twitter with Aaron as well. It's been fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, Megan Jarvie on Instagram uh, said on our Scotland theme, Love this, can't wait to listen. Thanks, Megan. I hope you are enjoying it so far. And guess what? People are still talking about the Alien Free episode. It's so crazy. <laughs> Steve Armstrong says, "Wow, what a lovely surprise! Bless you both. You guys have put together a great podcast. Truly, I have finished the Alien Free discussion yesterday, and that was a wonderful discussion. As was the favourite and a bunch of others. Thanks." Uh, and then we had some comments on Booksmart from Glaswegian Does Film. They said, I know I'm very late to the party, guys, but fantastic job on the Booksmart podcast. Us Scots really do have brilliant thoughts on the film. Thank you. Thank you. On our Christmas Chronicles episode, Films and Beer said, the parts with Kurt Russell are great and same with the elves. The bit with the kids is less interesting. Oh. 
uh, at Dill in real life said the first one was absolutely fine, the first Christmas Chronicles film. Santa is a grumpy old man when he meets the kids and then the story looks like it got handed off to several different writers from scene to scene. Car chases to magical reindeer to jailhouse rock scene. Despite all that, I'd watch it again. It is a it's a Christmas film like no other. Yeah, and to, to me that's when I loved it. It did yeah. feel like one minute you were on this car chase to then like a musical in like a cell it was so weird but so good yeah um so mrs doubtfire episode saffron jennifer says don't make me get the hose what a film <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna do a full impression there gary oh no well, okay why don't you read that one out then <laughs> no 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 it's okay <laughs> uh, for our sister at episode unclassified geek said it brings me back to so many good memories and no matter how i feel it always makes me feel great love whoopi goldberg so much and i have been getting an absolute slagging for not seeing any other whoopi goldberg films and i've also been getting a slagging on my thoughts on stepbrothers as well so thanks for <laughs> that thank you for that social media <laughs> um steve armstrong says this was a wonderful episode he's talking about sister act i definitely enjoyed it thank you so much please keep them coming oh that's so nice thanks steve um for karate kid episode paul lapsley said check it out really good chat listening in about the karate kid bonsai 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 and <laughs> um on train spotting junk dilemma podcast uh, said great listen folks working my way through all of Welsh's novels and film adaptations for my podcast never get tired of watching Trainspotting or hearing what others think of it so Junk Dilemma podcast if you're a big Irvin Welsh fan you should check out that podcast amazing and Andy McEwen said woo <laughs> <laughs> said woo go Lucy best reviewer ever she was a great host she was she was she was and lastly on the train spotting episode scott street style said outstanding episode loved it well done guys thanks so much gordon Yay! yeah so thank you so much for all of your comments we appreciate them we love interacting with everyone um you know you can always email us get us on twitter instagram um yeah join in the conversation we love to hear what you think if you disagree with us if you agree if you have parts that you think we should have mentioned in our positive points um that we didn't then let us know get in touch we hope we've given you some inspiration from performances we love that you can watch on valentine's day if you're just wanting to you know watch some good films or if you're wanting to watch rocky like gary or if you're wanting to cry then you can watch A Star Is Born. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. As always, I'm Ashley. You can find me at, at Ashley Sutherland on Insta or at Ash Sutherland 4 on Twitter. And I'm Gary. You can find me at Pro on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm just going to quickly add in there as well. Mm-hmm. We should put it out to a vote after Valentine's Day. What film did you prefer? A Star Is Born or Rocky? Yes, yes. I'm going to definitely put that on the instagram so please vote on the poll or on the post or whatever and tell us which one is your valentine's winner 
you can interact with us on Twitter at Film Choose or on Instagram at Choose Film Podcast. And as always, you can email us if you want to get in more depth at Choose Film Podcast at Hotmail.com. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Goodbye.